Hello everyone, I'm DP, and welcome back to Peculiar Pastimes. The show about weird, strange, and wonderful hobbies, the history behind them, and the very human heart that connects us to them. This episode's topic, pinhole photography. Analog photography, or film photography, is an art form that was thought lost for a while because of the rise of digital photography, but it's really began to pick up steam again. The classical forms of photography have become hip again, from Polaroids to disposable cameras to regular 35mm film. The art forms are being rediscovered by young people across the globe, yet analog photography has so many different forms. One medium that fascinates me a lot is pinhole photography. It's this interesting process that's part of photographic history. Instead of having a lens, you make a very tiny pinhole in something like tinfoil and make a lightproof sealed box. You load a piece of photo paper into the box and let the light expose onto the paper. Because the hole is so small, you have to leave the proverbial shutter open for an extremely long time a couple of minutes at the bare minimum, when photos usually take quarter of a second and less. You also have to be very careful when developing your photo paper, because you can't make another print. You get one chance. Not really any saving it in the darkroom. Simply is what it is. These kinds of photos are really fun, because they have fixed aperture, fixed focal length, and a very long exposure time. This means that only the fixed things in the frame will show up and there's really only one plane of focus. So if you point it at trees in the wind, they'll get a wavy, uneasy look. If you try to point it at people, they probably won't show up unless they're standing very still. Some people even use pinhole photography for what's called solography, which is photos that track the movements of the sun. Because the hole's so small, you can take a photo for however long you want and track the movements of the sun, which is really cool. Historically, pinhole cameras were also some of the first cameras in the world. People first discovered the optical effect that a pinhole could have on the display of light in the early 500s BCE. The writings come from China, though significantly more study came from the effect, later dubbed as camera obscura, from an Arab physicist in the Middle East around the year 965. The camera obscura effect uses light through a pinhole to reverse the image onto a smaller wall in a much darker room. It's surprisingly simple optics, and actually still the way camera lenses fundamentally work, though it's on different scales and with much more precision. It's a fun way to watch solar eclipses, and sometimes if the leaves of the trees overlap just right, they'll generate the same pinhole effect, which is really cool during eclipses. Around the 1500s, they started experimenting more with this camera obscura, and it shrank from a room down to a small box. Eventually, they added a lens, and this was the initial construction of the camera obscura that led us to today's traditional camera. The pinhole medium is often thought of as a form of photography that is the simplest and best for learning the fundamental techniques of photography. It's actually also how I started doing film photography. I made a pinhole camera in my high school photography class as our first assignment. Instead of jumping ahead to the digital cameras like everyone wanted to, we started with film. 
not even really film, pinhole cameras with photographic paper. The exciting whirlwind of photographic fun is kind of deflated when your shutter speed is two minutes. Nevertheless, it was still a great first experience to see how everything worked and to reduce it down to its basics. I made the frame for my camera out of black construction paper and some supporting cardboard, fit a piece of photo paper inside. We sealed it up with black electrical tape and put a small piece of aluminum with a tiny hole at the front, thus making the pinhole. An ingenious piece of sliding cardboard made up the shutter that blocked the pinhole. It was helpful that my high school had a darkroom set up so we could do it with real photographic paper and develop it ourselves. But while doing research for this episode, I came across some fun examples using regular 35mm film cameras on bulb mode, just taping the pinhole onto the front of the camera. The art still survives into the modern period too, is totally possible on modern professional cameras. There's tons of lenses that you can buy for absurd prices, but you can also DIY it very easily. There's tons of tutorials online, and it's pretty much the same method, just taping a piece of tin foil to the front of your camera and substituting photo paper for a modern camera. There are some caveats that I mentioned earlier. The very long exposure time is definitely one of them. There's also no real way to focus on anything with your pinhole camera. So it's mostly just a hope and a prayer that anything is in focus. Though the good news is that if something is in focus, everything will be. There's no focus planes. So your window will be as much in focus as the background behind it. One article I read promised that it's great for finding dust on your camera. Because of the long exposure time, that piece of fixed dust will show up just as well as everything else in your photo. If you move to the digital world, there's also other problems like the presence of digital noise, depending on your camera settings. And also some practical problems like even if you're in focus, and unless someone is standing stock still for two minutes, they won't show up on your picture at all. I had people walk in front of my pinhole photo. I even walked in front of it myself. You couldn't even see a blur. It just wasn't there. This can be used for an artistic effect, but it's also a major drawback of the art form if you like taking photos of people. Yet, that's also part of the style and artistry of pinhole photos, pinhole photography. No one expects it to have the tack sharpness of regular photos. To me, it kind of feels like one of those intrinsically artsy art forms. That may seem like a double negative, but it's a bit like those impressionistic paintings or that piece of modern art that was really a banana taped to a wall. It just feels like art. Contemporary photographers like Barbara S. have famously used pinhole cameras to get vivid and quite shocking results that truly lie in the upper echelons of fine art. One of the oft-repeated maxims of photography is that gear doesn't matter. As well as practical advice for the wallet, it's a kind of poetic zeal that underpins photography. The medium is intrinsically linked with the technology in a way that other art forms aren't really. It's impossible to separate the two. But the whispers still persist. That is the quality of the artist, not the camera, that makes the photos. It's kind of interesting, because you wouldn't say that about other art forms. You'd never say, if I had better brushes, I'd be able to paint better. 
or if I had better paper, I'd be able to draw better. Napkin doodles and preschoolers doing finger painting. I'd like to have a word if anyone really believes that. There is something to be said for slowing down, though. The digital experience of photography is so snap, 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 a rapid-fire experience. The pinhole camera is the very epitome of slowness. The slowness gives interesting effects, and it makes you see the shot and experience it differently than you would a pure digital camera. There are some websites that call pinhole photos the purest form of photography, which is interesting, but one of those very opinionated things. I think that if we really want to return to the basics and the purest form of photography, we should return to the early photo etchings, which is the true pinhole photography. It's a quick process, and you only need to expose the plates for a few days at the most. Needless to say that displaying pinhole photography as the purest form of photography is a bit annoying. It is an intrinsic part of photographic history, but in the same vein, you wouldn't say that the purest form of painting is smushing berries on a rock wall to create cave paintings. I won't deny the elegance and simplicity of pinhole photography, but neither would I designate it as the purest form of photography. There are many forms of photography that are just as capable of creating art, whether that's black and white, color, medium format film, or just straight up digital cameras. The thing about photography is that the purest form is whatever you have and whatever works for you. Hmm. I guess we'll put a pin in it for now. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Peculiar Pastimes. Make sure to leave a rating, follow wherever podcasts are available, and I'll see you all next week.